Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Now here's your host, Thomas Purcell. Morning and welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps. Make sure to follow the show at our website at libertyneversleeps.com where you can find links to us on all the social media sites including Gab and MeWe. Don't forget to subscribe to the show also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite streaming device. We're a listener-funded show. If you'd like to see ad-free content and video of the show, you can subscribe to us through our website merchandise shop at patreon.com. Good morning. Happy Thursday morning. Well, the rain story on our border patrol won't die. The mainstream media in the White House wanted to keep burning. They're, believe me, they're going after the border patrol next. It's going to be the next thing you're going to hear out of this government is defund the border patrol. That's coming. I heard Maxine Waters today. Oh, it's so abominable what was going on down at the border patrol. And, you know, they're whipping these slaves. And, you know, it's like, come on. People, the, the, the real photos are starting to circulate now. They're starting to get out about what actually happened. That the Border Patrol was using a Western saddle with long reins. That they weren't hitting anybody. They actually show a Border Patrol agent trying to grab the guy so he doesn't fall into the hooves of the, uh, of the horse on a reverse angle. It looked like from the front angle, he's hitting him with the whip. When you see the reverse angle, he's obviously trying to grab the guy so he doesn't jump underneath the horse and hurt and get, get himself killed. So it, it's, it, but here's the thing. It doesn't matter if the truth gets out or not now or, or what. It's just going to be a weapon used against the Republican Party and the right wing. You've got to understand that. And what's unfortunate is the majority of Americans don't educate themselves on these things, don't bother to look at the real story. They repeat and regurgitate these things amongst each other. Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold was giving an interview on, on camera with some Russian crack whore or whatever saying that she was with Donald Trump and was a Russian agent and stuff like that. And I'm like, the Russian story was debunked. And he's just playing into the hands of the idiots who buy into this stuff. The, the Russian story, the prostitute story was completely hoaxed. And then I, somebody and I said that, you know, you got to be more responsible, man. You got hundreds of thousands of listeners or people who 
you know, listen to your tweets, follow your tweets, and you're sending out this nonsense and you're making some film with some crack whore. Well, she's a prostitute, she would know. Right, like a Russian prostitute who you suspect of being a spy for the GRU. That's a credible person, right? That, that, then you, I, don't you realize that you're being played, Mr. Arnold? I, I guess not. And people were tweeting me, but, but it's a real thing that there are Russian whores that are operatives. Yeah, I'm sure there are. That's why you don't do interviews with them on camera and take them as credible witnesses, you fucking morons. I mean, it's like, you, it's like we're dealing with a, 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 a legacy of what our education system has wrought. And I don't mean miseducated in the fact that facts are changed. It's the miseducated inability to process information in any kind of reasonable or scientific method way of thinking. And it's incredible. It's like the, it's like, do people actually believe that the border patrol is whipping illegal aliens? It's it's so bizarre. I read that. I heard that story. I go, what? You know, my immediately my credibility, my instincts go. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are they hitting him with a piece of rope or something? What? What's going on? And then as I read more about the story, I go, oh, those are rains. Oh, they're not hitting him. And then of course now even the the pictures have come out. Which have been circulating that, you know, they weren't even doing that. They weren't even hitting him with the reins. They were trying to control a horse with a long rein saddle, a western saddle. And if you if you know anything about horses, which all of these, you know, New York Post columnists, I shouldn't call the New York Post that, New Yorker, or one of these magazines who write these articles. A New Yorker is a good example. What did Patton say? Oh, Saturday Evening Post, that's what he said. Saturday Evening Post, they know as much about real combat as the Saturday Evening Post knows about fornicating. And it's, it's a great expression because it's true. They know as much, much about a Western saddle of horse riding as they do about fornicating. We got a lot to bring you today. I got to talk about a bunch of stuff. Speak, by the way, by the way, Politico, of all, of all, of all the of, uh, news stories out there, Politico actually has now confirmed that the Hunter Biden story was Russian disinformation. Politico confirms Hunter Biden's laptop emails after media declared story Russian misinformation amid the election. Let me read this story from Fox News. Nearly one year after the Hunter Biden laptop story sparked political firestorm. By the way, I did not share this on Facebook because Facebook, for whatever reason, of all the stories that are out there, has a hair trigger on stories about Hunter Biden. I tweeted out a story from the New York Post about Hunter Biden, and I was immediately Facebook banned. So I'm not sharing this story anywhere except on my website. It will be on LibertyNeverSleeps.com. Political Playbook published reporting from correspondent Ben Schreckinger's new book. See, they, again, once again, the book is now being taken as a credible source. The Bidens, which delved into the emails that surfaced in the explosive reporting that was ultimately suppressed by big tech. Uh, it says here, a person who had independent access to Hunter Biden emails confirmed that he did receive a 2015 email from a Ukrainian businessman thanking for a chance to meet Joe Biden. The same goes for a 2017 email in which he proposed equity breakdown of a venture with Chinese energy executives, including 10 held for H, the big guy. Do you remember this story? And everyone said, well, that was Russian disinformation. Well, now you've got confirmation. That Politico has all the information, has put it on their website. I'll, 
I will report the news, not this Fox News story. I'll go on Politico and post the story to LibertyNeverSleeps.com because because if you post it to Facebook, they'll go, oh, this is misinformation. This is trying to damage Hunter Biden. Well, he's the president now. Uh, president Biden is the president now. How is it going to damage him, right? If anybody, if anybody is, should be worried, it's the American people that the son of a president, right, is potentially uh, uh, at risk to put the president in blackmail because – if the story is true, then the potential for blackmail is bad. But if the story is false, it's even worse Be because then he's going to do anything to get rid of the story. And the fact that Facebook is banning people for promoting that story is indication that obviously something you know went on. It's just the, the fake news are out of control in this country. They really are. They got a little happy face on while they're just destroying everybody in this country. Right and left, I got to tell you, anybody that crosses anything from the official narrative, it's like the sound of music, you know, lady, the hills are alive with the sound of fake news, that kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. Hunter Biden, has anybody, I mean, thought about this for a second? Has anybody denied that? I mean, put aside a second for the laptop story, right? Or the Russian disinformation, put that aside a second. There's no doubt that Hunter Biden has had issues with addiction. And I feel bad for people like that because I, I get it. I mean, it's a bad situation and you can't really blame an addict for being an addict. You can, but you can't. You really can't. And the fact remains is his father is a president of the United States and he has issues, obviously, with sex addiction and that kind of lifestyle, all right? Drugs, exposure to nefarious people, nefarious characters, there's an issue of him working on a and there's no question that he did work on the on the the board chairman of the board of Burisma. Doesn't it concern you that the president of the United States could potentially be blackmailed because of the weaknesses of Hunter Biden's character? I mean, doesn't that I, put aside your politics for a second, put aside any fake news story. The fact that he's on this board, he has a problem with drugs and he has a problem with women. There are pictures. This is not the laptop story doesn't that isn't that something that we should be concerned about as a nation because you've got to understand joe biden has already lost a son Bo biden to to cancer right and and he's going to be sensitive to protect his family as as most powerful people are they're they're two things that are so sensitive about is power and their legacy the people that they leave behind, their family, the, their friends, and, and everybody that they take care of in their life. And the fact that Hunter Biden's addictions could be the death of him is probably giving Joe Biden, you know, sleepless nights. Uh, assuming that he sleeps at night and not during taking a nap during the day. But it's an issue. It really is an issue that should have been brought up in the election. And the mass media just didn't bring it up. And worse, they suppressed people who did. I would never vote for somebody that had all of these problems in their immediate background. And I know people say, well, Donald Trump, it puts, uh, it's, it's nothing like when you talk about some of Hunter Biden's issues. Well, anyway, we got to go on. There's so much to bring you today that this was, that was just like the tip of the iceberg. I got to talk about General Milley. He's at it again, talking with the Russians.
we got to talk about the border crisis. It's out of control. These Haiti immigrants and people are saying, but they, they're fleeing a, a, a fucked up country where they're, yeah, I know, but that's, that's not relevant. And then we'll talk about defunding the Iron Dome and we've got to talk about supply chain disruptions that are coming. We'll be right back after this brief break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Man, I, I got so much here to talk about. I got to talk about General Milley. So General Milley was having conversations with the Russians about the conversations that he had with the Chinese. So he's having conversations with the Russians about security issues and about what went on and the instability in America and the Joint Chiefs and stuff and everything that's going on now. But he hasn't bothered to come out and talk to the American people publicly. He's having conversations with the Russians. Well, I get why you might. Because if you, you know, Russia is an adversary of the United States. It's not even a trade partner like China is. And you don't want them to go, well, wait a second. Did he threaten, did Trump threaten to attack Russia? Did, does that have anything to do with it? Is there instability in the Joint Chiefs? Is there any change of policy now because of what happened and the exposure of his phone call to China? So I get why you would make that phone call. Okay. That's not an issue at this point because it's public knowledge. But why would you not talk to the American people? General Milley still has not issued a conversation, an interview, or any kind of reasonable excuse to the American people about why he was having a conversation where he potentially might warn China of an impending attack. I mean, you're a nation. You're the general of the nation. If anybody should have had that conversation, it should have been somebody at state. It should have been you. It should have been, really truthfully, it should have been the president of the United States. General Milley should have went immediately to Donald Trump and says, Nancy Pelosi called me and had a fear 
of a potential attack on China and wanted me to take the control of the nuclear football. She basically, essentially, whether she knew it or not, was fomenting treason and you need to be aware of it. Of course, that's ridiculous. I would never take the, you know, control of the U.S. arsenal on my own. That's not, if there's no legal constitutional principle for it, but I think, I thought you should be aware of it and you could take the appropriate action. And the second issue is I think we should call our, our, our adversaries, our, our opponents, our rivals in China, so that because the Nancy Pelosi has now made this phone call to me, God knows who else she's talked to, and it potentially could put the Chinese ill at ease. And somebody needs, you know, a diplomat needs to contact them, or you should make a phone call direct to President Xi and, and clear this up. That's what you should have done. But I put all that aside. Saying I've I've done. Two segments on it now. I don't want to do it anymore. We know what the problem is. General Milley showed an error in judgment. He should resign. You know he's not going to. You know he's a personal friend of Biden. And frankly, he's probably an element of the Great Reset. Let's, let's stop kidding each other what this is all about. They're trying to bring America down to their level in Europe. They want America to run like a socialist, deep state, globalist empire. And the American people stand in their way. No question about it. And General Milley is one of them, okay? Whether he knows it or not, whether he's a king or a pawn, it doesn't matter. He's playing their game. Okay, fine. I get that. We got to move on. We got to talk about something here that no one's really talked about here on any of the mass media, no political pundit. Let's say Donald Trump was insane, right? Let's assume for a second Pelosi knew something that nobody else did, not even Trump's doctors. And he, she was calling Jeremy, like, you got to do something, you got to do something, you know, all whacked out on Dayquil and vodka. And Donald Trump was insane. And that's why General Milley didn't go, he knew too. Let's assume for a second that the liberal narrative is correct, that Donald Trump is insane. General Milley knew it and Pelosi did, but he just didn't want to break the law and Pelosi did. You know, your country may be going to war with another country to preserve a presidency. That means your troops are in harm's way. Do you try and countermand Trump's orders? No. Do you talk to your commanders and say, don't take any orders from President Trump. He's a madman. I'll talk to the cabinet next. Do you issue any memorandums, anything in email? Nothing. Who does he call? The Chinese. Well, what if Donald Trump did attack? Wouldn't that assume that the Chinese believed Millie and would know the attack was coming, take the appropriate measures and all kinds of mayhem and murder in our troops? You just put the entire United States Army at risk. Let's assume Donald Trump picks up the phone. Let's just, just for argument's sake, says, okay, turn all the carriers toward China and we're going to launch troop transports and we're going to do some mad cap adventure uh, adventure over Taiwan and troop tra transports are on their way and carriers are on their way and battleships and cruisers and planes and you tell China about it so they're waiting for him they know they're coming they know the coordinates because Millie gives them to him what would happen next well our American troops would be slaughtered wouldn't they assuming that they knew the attack was coming or in what manner or what form and 
Milley doesn't tell the troops to turn around. He just lets them walk into a slaughter because he's already warned the Chinese, right? Don't worry, if the, if the attack's coming, I'll tell you. Well, assuming even that it's not an act of treason against President Trump, it's an act of treason against the American Constitution and your own troops, for God's sakes. You put our troops at risk to say nothing of the exposure of the Chinese knowing now that there's a problem in the Trump administration that he may not have control of the government. Wouldn't that? I mean, that would put me more ill at ease than Millie calling me up and saying, well, don't worry, I'll let you know. Well, I'm not fucking worried about you telling me. I'm more worried that there's the general and the House Speaker of the House going against the president and they're all fooling around with the nuclear football. That, I would be more concerned about that, general. Doesn't that, I mean... And then, of course, the other possibility is another possibility that no one's considered in this whole thing. Maybe the maybe General Milley, which still hasn't released the transcript of the phone call, my dad, which is why my mind starts to spin out of control with all this stuff. What if General Milley wasn't warning the Chinese? What if he was reporting to them? What if he was saying, oh, you should know about recent developments in the, in the White House. Here you go. Isn't that a possibility? I mean, he's not releasing the transcript, right? Maybe it wasn't a warning call. Maybe it wasn't about what, what everyone thinks it is. Maybe it was about something more serious that he was reporting to people. Oh, I just got some inside information you should know about. There's problems in the Trump White House and... Uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi is uh, fermenting rebellion. This might be the chance for you guys to make a move. It's a possibility since we don't know. We have no transcript of the phone call. We have no evidence. General Milley has not made a public statement. The Pentagon just simply says, oh, this is a routine phone call. Routine? The general, the Joint Chiefs of Staff having a conversation with the Chinese about instability in the American government? You call that fucking routine? I would think that's anything but routine. It's these are the things that bother me that I lay awake and I go, well, wait a minute, what if he was calling for this reason? What if he was calling for that reason? What what could be the what could be the, the thinking here? That he was best friends with the Chinese and just wanted to laugh about it over a whiskey or or a rice wine? I mean, I don't know. And doesn't that bother anybody? Doesn't it bother you that you don't know? It sure does me. It keeps me up at night that the fact that our Joint Chiefs of Staff are more chummy with the, the leaders over in China than they are with the American people. I, and nobody seems to be concerned about that. Everybody's more concerned about getting Millie to resign because he's incompetent. I'm more concerned about all the implications of this, that it may go much beyond Millie. It may be into our, into our senior staff in the White House. It may go even to the White House itself. Considering now that the Biden administration's in charge and nobody fired Millie. Well, right? I mean, I'm the president of the United States. Trump is gone, right? I've been elected. I've been accused of stealing election, all kinds of crap. And then I find out that in the previous administration, Millie didn't tell the president that there was a problem and that Nancy Pelosi went to him and took the nuclear football away. I'd say to him, well, fuck, I'm not going to trust him. I think I'll just replace him because it's my prerogative as president of the United States to put out whoever I want in charge of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So, Millie, you're gone. You got 30 days. Pack your shit. Go get your cardboard box 
I'll have security escort you out of the building. That's what should have been done. I mean, my God, he's the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Isn't there any kind of security protocols? Isn't there any kind of trust? And when you don't do that, when you say, oh, it's okay, you can stay aboard, doesn't that suggest that potentially Biden might be a problem too? It does to me. I mean, when did, where, see, where did, where did critical thinking go? Where did logic and reason go? I understand that people don't have any common sense, but jam, don't you have any reason to think this out? To, to parse it out? A couple of moves like a chessboard? Well, if this is true, then that might be true and so forth and so on. <sighs> I need to start drinking whiskey more. I know my doctor wanted me to ease up. You know, they said no more than a glass a week. Two or three on a weekend is too much. I'm going to go back to two or three on the, on the weekend. I just, I, you, you, you lay awake at night. It's okay to lay awake and lay awake at night during during the week, right? Because I got to think about what I'm going to say in the next night, the next night, and the next night, and next night. But once Thursday night is done and I've taped for Friday, I put this out of my mind. And lately, I've been. It's like I'm drinking coffee all the time. I'm thinking. I'm laying awake on. Well, what about this? And what about that? And what about oh? And what about China? And then, and you know, China made a phone call to Taiwan. Right after this whole thing happened, saying Taiwan better wake up. And I'm like, oh. And then I wonder, was Biden going to do anything? Because, you know, he just he sold out Israel. Hey, let's talk about selling out Israel. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. See, this is why my better half, she doesn't listen to the show. And she knows I get wound up when I'm taping it and when I'm working on the show. So I'm not allowed to come back to the, cause she's, she goes to bed, right? She says, you can't come back to the bedroom because you're going to be laying in bed and flat thrashing. And then you're going to want to talk and you're going to want to wake me up and you want to tell me all the things that happened today. I want to know. She won't turn on the news. Every now and then something escapes out of my mouth 
like during a commercial about some woke shit I see and something comes out, you know, I say something like, well, that's just like them COVID camps down in Australia. And she goes, what? What COVID camps? You know, the ones where they're locking people up. It's a concentration camp for people who have COVID with, in Australia and the friggin' Australians voluntarily go. I mean, you, you'd have to kill me before I got on that train, right? And I tell her about this and she, she goes, I don't, I don't want to know anymore. I just don't want to know. I know, I know you'll take care of me whenever anything happens. That's a story I really haven't covered. There's concentration camps down in Australia for COVID. I'm, I swear to God, look it up. If you don't believe me, just type in Australian COVID camp. They're building these camps, permanent camps, to put people in. And then they, they send them there. And then they test them every day. And they say, well, it'll be like a vacation for you. And they don't let people out until they clear COVID. I can't find an answer whether they've let anybody out yet. That, that's disturbing too. I have seen stories of riots down there. And I have seen stories of people that they had to hunt down, literally hunt down on, on escapees from these. I mean, if it's, if it's such a vacation, why are people trying to escape? Why do you got barbed wire up around, the fe- around these places and fences? If it's such a holiday and if everybody's going voluntarily, why do you have fences and gates and locks? Doesn't anybody ask that question? Fuck, I wouldn't let them take me. I, that, that's, that's them's fighting words. It's coming here. People don't believe me. It's coming here. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. And keep in mind, vaccine doesn't stop transmission of the disease. Vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting it either. Just it prevents some, getting some of the worst effects. So that means what? Even if you have a vaccine, you can get locked up, pal. Trust me, it's coming. And when it does, 143 million gun owners. I think a lot of people will go voluntarily, sadly. Oh, it'll be just like a vacation. You know, that's how, and you know what's creepy? That's how the Germans sold it to the German people about the Jewish uh, people. Well, they'll just go to, we'll put them there for their own safety because there's all these fights and riots and Jews getting beaten up in the streets of Berlin. So we'll set up these ghettos and, and then these ghettos were so bad, you know, with the sanitation and everything. They said, well, it's not safe for them there. And we'll take them to an, what these camps were where they can have safe working conditions and work more toward the German war effort. Next thing you know, there's ovens and gas chambers because they can't feed and house and clothe them all. Uh, it's, I'm watching it. I'm just, I'm watching it happen in slow-mo, you know? And it's just like, all right, we got to make this plan. We got to do that plan. We got to prepare. We got to, we got to be able to move. We got to be able to run. Speaking of which, on Jews and Israel, we annually give the Israel people a, a benefit of supplying them with cheap or low cost or no cost, basically, missiles and supplies to help fund the Iron Dome. Israel funds it themselves, but the United States basically supplies them with extremely low cost or free weapons and missiles for this dome. The Iron Dome is purely a defensive weapon. It's essentially a large device or set of devices, right, that are built around the cities so that when incoming Palestinian rockets out of the blue start firing into the city, they activate the system and it 
shoots up anti... It's an anti-ballistic missile system, is what it is. Long story short. That costs money to the American taxpayer. I, I don't know what the exact amount is, but somebody's got to pay for the weapons, right? So we help subsidize it because we want to help the Jewish nation, Israel. We want to help defend it against Palestinian aggression. That's the reason for the Iron Dome. Now put aside your second, your view of Israel and whatnot. And whether you, you, know, you buy into whatever narrative you want to buy into. It's a nation we have an alliance with. And as such, we are obligated to help defend it. Just like we did with Kuwait, just like we do with Germany and with Spain. We use military power and economic power to help defend our allies. It's good. That's what allies do. They help us. We help them. Everybody's copacetic with it. The four horsemen in the apocalypse managed to get the funding for the Iron Dome pulled from the latest Senate appropriations bill, which they can't seem to decide on in order to keep the government running. We need to do an appropriations bill because once again, we have outspent the money we have budgeted and we do not have money for it. And so it, the debt limit has to be raised. And there's an appropriations bill to both spend money and to raise the debt limit which they're all debating about in Congress. Everybody wants to blame it on Trump. Oh, he spent $7 trillion. Yeah, I don't care if you spent all of it. The way you solve it is you simply write a spending bill equivalent to what you are spending in taxation, what you get in. If you only have $3 trillion in taxation, you don't need a spending bill. What you need is a control on spending. That's all. You just say, well, we're only going this year... We couldn't get the Republicans to agree, so what we're going to do is only spend what we take in. Believe me, it's plenty to run the country. It is. They're worried about it going into default because what happens is if you don't have a spending bill and you don't raise the debt limit, we have to pay the interest on the debt and we don't have it appropriated and bang, the thing goes default and all kinds of problems happen. I agree. Default is a bad thing, but you know what's the worst thing? $40 trillion in debt, which is what will happen if the Democrats get their way with the spending bill that they want. The unlimited mega spending $5 billion over so many years. It's ridiculous. It's, rid it's ridiculous. No, all we need to do is turn in a balanced budget. Really, that's what it really comes down to. And people say, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. They'll have to cut all kinds of... Fuck it, you got to cut it. But what they decided to do was cut the Iron Dome, which was a, an obligation to an ally. Now... Many people are saying, well, that's anti-Semitism because they hate Israel and they've got an anti-Semitism. I don't know if it is or it isn't, okay? The United States people are broke, plain and simple. And we are spending far more than we take in. And if you want to cut the Iron Dome to get us under that amount that we spend to bring in a balanced budget, okay, that's not anti-Semitic. However... It is anti-Semitic to say we shouldn't fund the Iron Dome, but fund the bases in Spain, the bases in Germany, spending for the Haitian immigrants, spending for illegal immigrants, spending for this, spending for that, spending for our electronic roads and cars and bridges and crap and all kinds of green energy projects and put the Iron Dome lowest on the priority so it's kicked off the belt. That's anti-Semitism. When you're not putting your priorities on your allies and your nation and instead putting it on your political agenda, there can only be one reason. Anti-Semitism. You don't like to do it because you do it with the Jews. 
You're perfectly happy in defending Germany. You're perfectly happy in defending Spain and France and Italy. Why is it, why is it a problem to provide low-cost or no-cost weapons to Israel to defend their, iron, their country? A purely defensive weapon, I might add. So this isn't about a nation warring with another one, which they tried to make the argument for in Congress. They tried to say, well, we're supplying Israel with weapons and they're using it to suppress the Palestinians. Horseshit. The Iron Dome is purely defensive. If we want to provide low-cost or no-cost uh, missiles and weapons and funding for that thing, <laughs> the only reason you want to stop that is anti-Semitism, and especially coming from that bunch. It's been a long-standing principle of the Democrat leadership, not necessarily the party, that they don't like Israel. Not one fucking bit. That's why Jimmy Carter told the Shah of Iran that it was okay to bring the Ayatollah Khomeini back home. He knew better. He knew it was going to cause trouble for the Shah, even if the Shah didn't know it or wasn't sharp enough to figure out what was going on. That's why Iran exists today as an Islamic state, Jimmy Carter and his anti-Semitism. And it's been going on with the progressive leadership for some time. Jimmy Carter was a progressive. So is Joe Biden. So is uh, AOC. They're all the same. They're cut from the same anti-Semitic cloth. And they don't like the Jewish people. They side with the Palestinians and the peace tables and the peace arguments and what's going on with that. And you need to be aware. And now this, the Congress, the House, moved today to write a separate funding bill for the Iron Dome. Because, as you well know, a lot of Jewish money flows into Congress. There's no question. There's no sense that. And it's not anti-Semitic to say. I'm not uh, suggesting that the Israel controls our Congress. It doesn't. But it's a, it's a large funding base for many congressmen in Congress. They have many congressmen that are Democrats, have constituents in places like New York and other places with a high Jewish population. There's nothing wrong with that. And it, it's like, it would be like saying that, that Texas is controlled by rednecks. or, or It's the same thing. It, that, those are the people that live there. They have a right to say, and they have a right to say, where the federal taxpayer dollars go. And there's a lot of Jewish people that live in New York and in some of these districts. So naturally, they're the ones that wrote the bill. I get it. That's okay. That's America, folks. That's how the world works. One hand turns to the other one. That's how it works. That's how our Congress works. That's how it's supposed to work. A representative represents the interests of his district. The interest of his or her district is largely Jewish. Naturally, they want to support the Israeli state. Okay. They make their case in front of Congress and they can convince everybody else to vote for it. That's the way it works in our country. It's a representative republic. It's not a fucking mass democracy. So if you arguing that it shouldn't be funded for the Iron Dome, that's anti-Semitic. If, if you want to say, well, we've got to cut out all this thing and bring in a balanced budget, that's another. Let's cut funding across the board for defending other nations like Spain and Germany and France and Italy and Botswana land and Australia and whatever Mickey Mouse country we send money to. I get that. But you can't make the case that we need to defund the Iron Dome specifically or Israel specifically and not defund all these other programs. It's a bunch of nonsense. And it shows you where the people and the progressive left stand. And I'm not talking about the general party. I'm talking about the progressive left. AOC, Joe Biden, Jimmy Carter, that whole bunch, that whole crew. They're a racist, anti-Semitic bunch. Every one of them. And don't, don't tell me they aren't. Why do you think they want all those Haitian immigrants in? They need somebody to pour the coffee at the next Napa wine mixer. 
I said that yesterday. I shouldn't say it again. Joke will get old. Well, we got to move on. Let's talk about that Haitian problem. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Haiti. What a mess that country's in. I've never been there. Thankfully. I don't think I would ever want to go there. I understand 100% why people would flee Haiti, for especially for America. Assassinations, earthquakes, it's a mess. It's chaos. Haiti's been chaos for almost its entire existence. If you read about the history of Haiti, I'm surprised there's anybody left on the island when you read about all the stuff that's gone on there, especially with all the stuff that Clinton pulled, you know, exploiting those people for power and money. Where, where, by the way, where's the Clinton Foundation now in Haiti with that earthquake going on and the, and the assassinations and the coup and whatever else is going on there? And it amazes me that anybody's even left. How does anybody live there happily? I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get that with Colombia, some of these other, uh, as they were colloquially called, shithole nations. I, 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 I don't get it. I don't. I really don't. I'm, I'm surprised our border isn't more full, frankly. So that's why when you talk about the border crisis, it's not a crisis because people are coming here. People have been coming here for as long as I can remember. There have been Ill, a problem with illegal immigration. The problem is it's made a crisis because this administration's policies have been so reckless in handling mass illegal immigration. And it's going to get worse. As America becomes more successful with technology, with its economy, with its military, as the world falls into chaos, as it runs out of money, which it is, let's face it, the World Bank is broke. It's constantly coming to the United States for money. Other nations, which before have at least been a break-even point, are now getting worse and worse. More and more things are happening around the world, and the U.S. seems to be the only one can get anything done right. Biden is exacerbating it. How? Well, the liberals tell me, they're telling them straight up, don't come here. It doesn't matter. If you have a bridge across the Rio Grande, the El Rio, Del Rio Bridge, El Rio Bridge, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. It's a large bridge. Remember how, hey, remember, speaking of a humorous joke, you remember how the Democrats were always saying, well, you should build bridges? Instead of building walls, right? 
And I, and I just said, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, this is what goes wrong when you build bridges instead of walls. There should be a wall down there, not a bridge. Did you, there was a, they actually put, because things are so out of control down there, they took National Guard and Border Patrol vehicles and lined them up nose to nose so they could make a temporary barrier from the crowds down there. It's that bad. It's that, it's that bad. So the Biden administration has been saying, don't come here, don't come here, but then increased the amount of people that could come here under the refugee status, which basically is you come up to the border like Jar Jar Banks and you go, I give up, I'm a refugee, and that's it. All you got to use that word, refugee, and especially if you bring a kid, right? Because the kid automatically is brought in because he's a minor, and then they separate them so because they, they don't know if they're human traffickers. And you go, my give up, my give up, right? They know that works. And then they have a hearing. And the, the jag-off judge says, uh, okay, well, we can't possibly get to you in like less than three months. So you just go and we'll call you. <laughs> we'll give you a jingle. Okay, this is their policy. I swear to God. We'll send you a mail. Uh, I don't know, maybe a couple months. And then when you get that mail, you show up to court, and then we'll decide if you can stay or not. Well, guess what? People don't show up, right? Not only that, Biden is facilitating the, the trip by the illegal immigrant into the interior of the nation. There's a bunch of illegal immigrants from Central and South America, literally, literally. They're putting them up in hotels, one of which is not far from my own family. And, I'm, and they told me, what are all these barriers and all these people doing? I go, those are illegal immigrants. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, that's the Biden administration's new plan for resettlement. They're putting all these people in hotels near you. Isn't that great? Oh, isn't that swell? Aren't we such good-hearted people? Look, when you go to these hotels, this is the laughable part. If you could laugh at this kind of human misery. They, the hotels have to hire additional security because things are so out of control in the hotel. People are doing things like wash, putting their wash out on the bankers because they don't know. That's how they lived in Haiti or that's how they lived in Colombia. They put their wash out on the balconies and there's all kinds of like petty crimes and then they wander out into the streets. You know, have you ever been, have you ever been to like little Mexico inside a city? People just have a tendency to wander around the street. They don't walk on the sidewalks. They don't walk in crosswalks. They just wander through the street and you got to worry about people. So they have to hire extra security for in and around the hotel, right? If you got to hire extra security, then obviously they don't belong here. <laughs> That's, obviously it's a problem. Obviously it's putting a burden on local communities to this guy. Well, the Haitian immigrants, and they're now shipping both to Haiti, those that they weren't smart enough. I mean, how fucking intelligent you got to be to go, refugee. Some of them didn't do that. Some of them just said, I'm here because, you know, things are bad in Haiti. Not good enough. They, they tell them that they're going to go on a flight to a city here in the United States. And when they open the doors of the plane, get this, it's in Haiti. And they fucking send them back to Haiti, right? It's like, oh, my God. And it's a chaos in the Haiti airport, too. So not only is it on our border, it's in fucking Port-au-Prince or wherever they're shipping them to. Some people get on the planes and they open the door and it's a U.S. city. You know, those who got the court hearing and now the Haitians who they escort onto a bus. I'm not making this up. You think I would make this up? Look it up. 
they have lines of ropes. Get this. Lines of like stringed ropes. You can see it on the news where you get in line. And then you get to the front of the line and you fill out a form and they give you a court hearing and you sit in the little tent city that they, these Haitians have all set up now around the Del Rio Bridge. It, it looks like, oh my God, it looks like something out of Ethiopia. And, they're, and, they're, and they sit in these tent cities and they call them and then the judge goes, okay, you gotta, you gotta wait. You, you take a bus, a tour bus, a, literally a tour bus, which will take you to the airport to go to these resettlement in, in a hotel somewhere in the area, and then you can contact your friends and family and things like that, or whatever you've got, or whatever reason that we're going to let you into the interior of the nation. And word got out that some people get on the bus and they get sent to the plane that goes back to Haiti. So now the Haitians won't get on the planes. And they're running, and they're running into the interior of the country. They jump out of the bus. And they fucking panic, and they all run different directions. They've all talked to each other on the bus. Everybody run a different direction because there's only two guys on the bus. That's what a mess this Biden administration is making of the border. That's how fucked up things are. Good enough for government work. You got people running all over the interior. You got people who won't wait in line. You got the tent city underneath the Del Rio Bridge. You got people flying back to Haiti who may be killed. Who knows, right, what happens there. There's, a, there's all kinds of political chaos, not to mention the earthquake and the lack of food and good water. It's a mess from the get-go. You know, when we had this kind of mess before, this is not the first time the United States has faced this. It happened during the potato famine with the Irish. Same thing. I'm, I'm not kidding. Same thing. Massive amounts of people coming off the boat. So the president at that time, I think it was, was it Woodrow Wilson? No, it would have been, it would have been Taft? Established, I, I should have looked it up. You Just look it up. When was Ellis Island established? They established Ellis Island. And they said, we're going to, you know, maintain this temporary facility where these people will be processed and they will be given housing, food, and shelter until we determine what to be If you had a job, if you had a means of support, you were allowed to enter the country. If you didn't, if you were diseased, you sat inside Ellis Island in a, in a holding area where doctors would treat you and then they would decide, do you have a job? Do you have a means of support? Do you have any family here that can support you? Because they wasn't had, we didn't have the, the goodwill safety net that we have now. And if you didn't, you went back on the next boat. And if you did, you stayed. That's how it was handled. That's what needs to be handled now. That's a perfectly acceptable reason. Milton Friedman said it best. He said, look, illegal immigration is not a problem, right? Even if massive amounts of people want to come in, it doesn't matter. As long as you keep it illegal. And you say, no, you can come here and you can work. And all you got to do is walk across the border. But here's the thing. You're not getting any help if you do. No food stamps, no education for your kids, no welfare, nada, nothing. So do you have anybody that can help you get, get by? Do you have a job waiting for you? Do you have a family member that you can stay with until you find a job and housing and food and that kind of thing? And if you don't, you go back. If you do, and they say, well, I got, I got Bob will speak for me. You know, I can stay at his house until I get a job waiting tables, which then I can get an apartment. Milton Friedman was, had, a, had a down path. It's a great thing to have lots of cheap labor available, right? They take jobs that you don't want to do. Wait, you, you think it's easy to get somebody to wait tables? You think it's easy to get somebody to pick lettuce? I get it. I understand it. But you got to make it illegal. You can't make them a burden on society. You make them a productive, and your society is more productive. 
the boom in America that happened after the Irish immigration. And eventually those people become established in society. The Irish did it by becoming members of the establishment, cops, priests, etc., politicians. And that would happen with the Haitians too, or the Colombians, or the Latin, any other Latin American country. But what happens is they don't do that. They get them here and they give them all kinds of aid and handouts. And so they, they end up in perpetually in poverty. I like Milton's best. Milton's ideas are always the best. Capitalist solution. You can come here, but your kids don't become citizens, right? You don't get food. You don't get clothing. You don't get medical care. You don't get, any, you don't get anything unless you pay for it. And you pay for it by what? Getting a job. You'll also find prices come down then because what happens is, is that's the prevailing wage, just like it did. And yeah, and, and it's tough making it. And it's tough when you're poor and you grow up poor if you are an, you're an immigrant into this country and you got to make your own way. Lots of people did it before them. Lots of people did it before the Haitians. Lots of people did it before the Central Americans or the Cubans did it. And yes, it brings some element of criminality and it brings an element of disease, but the society can absorb it if it's not a burden. We got to move on. I get why they're coming. It's because Biden's policies. Let's put him on a bus. Let's give him a hotel room. Let's give him food, clothing, shelter. Why wouldn't you come? I'd, like I said when we started this, why wouldn't you come? You'd be a fool not to. I want. I got one last thing to talk about. Supply chain disruptions are coming and are here. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. been to a supermarket or a food store or let's say a home supply store and you go in and you go to buy your favorite can of Raid or whatever and there's none on the shelf. All those other brands. But your favorite brand's out. And it's been out for weeks. And you go, who the fuck's buying up all Raid? Right? That's not the problem. Most of the food supply or supply of durable goods, stuff that's manufactured, right? Not stuff like a 60-pound bag of coffee beans. Manufactured goods. Most of society runs out on manufactured goods. In our high-technology, productive society, almost everything on the shelf is heavily manufactured. Two or three hands it goes through, factories, and then it has to have subcomponents and things like that, especially with high-technology items. COVID is being used as a political weapon in the supply chain. Many of our goods rely on some element of Chinese-made goods. And the vast majority of Chinese-made goods, which are heading to the United States, go through Singapore, their port. What they're doing is they're saying to the, the loaders 
and holders and manufacturers, the guys who, like the, the shipyard workers. You got to be clear of COVID. If you test positive for COVID, you're out of work for two weeks until or three weeks until you come back. And of course, you naturally test positive over and over again because you're constantly exposed to working class conditions. So naturally, they never have enough people to handle the loading yards, both here and in Los Angeles and in San Francisco and some of these others. If you ask anyone who works in the ports of Los Angeles or other shipping ports, they'll tell you, we can't get the goods off the ships. They sit in the fucking ports because the Biden administration has made all kinds of onerous rules working with these ports on COVID, how it's handled, and so they can blame COVID. Oh, well, if there's a shortage of goods, it's because of COVID. No, that's why you, a lot of reason why your prices are going up so much. The cost of fuel is going up and the cost of the food chain and the supply chain is going up and there are shortages. That's why when you walk into the supermarket, one object in three is out of stock. I've had it happen to myself. I go, where's my, where's my favorite cream? Where's my favorite this or favorite that? I got to buy this generic brand. I don't want that. I want my good stuff or I don't buy it. That's what's going on. That's why they say, well, COVID's to blame for all the supply chain issues. No, it's the Biden administration. They're using it as a political weapon against the American people to control them. Because what is the Green New Deal? You're buying too many goods. You're using too much. You're consuming too much. You consumers are the problem. What did Bernie Sanders say? Well, look at, you know, there's, you know what, you know what I tell you? So he, he always says the, the problem is that we have 45 different antiperspirants on the shelf. He's actually said that. We should only have, you know, two or three. That's, this is overabundance of goods and consumerism is destroying the global and the climate change and all this. You know, he sounds like Larry David from Seinfeld. You know, these consumer goods are a problem. And we're going to do something about it. It's like, you know what, you know what Bernie Sanders sounds like? A Jewish Richard Nixon. That if, if Richard Nixon was Jewish, he'd be Bernie Sanders. That's what he sounds like, you know? He puts his arms up, you know, his hair's, his hair looked like it was combed by the balloon. And that's the, that's the people who are running our country now. The guys that comb their hair with the balloon, right? And they don't want you having this rampant consumerism. They don't want you always being able to buy bacon cheeseburgers and whatever brand you want of antiperspirant. They don't want that. They want to just narrow it down to us that you only need to have three on the shelf because you can only use one at a time. That's what I always said and why I said yesterday was such a problem. Liberals want you to live their life, the life they lead. They want you to hate America, hate cons capitalism, hate consumerism. And, and mainly the reason they're able to get away with this is because our society is so dependent on manufactured goods. You know, our society, and I've said this before, you know, living in a nice home with lights and cable TV and all the fun stuff that we have in America that no one else does. It runs on like a, a, a hair's clockwork precision. It's very easy to screw it all up. It's an anomaly in human history. And it is largely dependent upon capitalism and our consumerism to be so successful because people have to compete. People have to put all kinds of different product on the shelf. And when there's 45 different antiperspirants, the other 44 companies have to keep their prices low in order to sell them when that 45th one lowers his price. That's why it works. Supply and demand. 
That's what keeps prices low. And if it goes down to whoever can put it on the shelf, then the price starts to rise. That's a factor in the inflation. It's more than just government spending. It's more than a tight monetary policy. It has everything to do with supply and demand in the food chain and gas prices and all these things that the liberals are manipulating the economy. They have control of the economy now. And this is why I have told you, the last thing we need is a president and a Congress running our economy. We do. And our demand for consumer goods is what keeps this society running smoothly. It is the grease in the clockwork machinery that has made our lives such an anomaly. And when you screw with it, as they do, as the Stalinists did in Russia, eventually people will starve to death. That's what will happen. There will be something that will throw it all off. And they will plan for 10,000 batteries and say that's enough because you only usually buy 8,000. And then something will happen that you need more than 10,000 batteries and everything gets fucked up. And they don't realize that. They keep saying planned economy, planned economy, planned economy. All these economists that are on the left, planned economy. No. You want an unplanned, wide open, wide throttle economy where some companies go out of business and others profit. That's the way it works. That's the way it works well. And you may not like it if you're liberal because people live well that way. They want you on the dole. They want you dependent on them. And in our American society, which is so cross-dependent, when, when every element of every society is so dependent on another element, it doesn't take much to screw it all up. One way of which is to start shutting off the supply chain at the ports. So yeah, there's going to be shortages. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be to the point where some people, you know, some conspiracy theorists say, well, you know, it's all coming to an end. I, I'm just a big prepper. I always keep months of food, weapons, you know, all kinds of stuff. And an escape plan. You should always have an escape plan. I've got a bug out bag. I keep spare tanks of oxygen, spare tanks of fuel, everything. I mean, you name it. And I know how to defend it. And I have an escape plan. If everything does fail, if perhaps, you know, it go really goes to hell, you got to have an escape plan. I got one. I'm ready. I got a place I can go. I know how to feed myself in the wild. I'm ready. No problem. We go. We just pick up a bag and go. Have it ready. And everyone now suddenly has to be a prepper. Really, that's what it is. When you can't rely on the established chain for your way of life, you have to establish your own chain. Some people go so far as they, we need to set up a second economy. Uh, we're out of time for today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I certainly enjoyed the shows that we were doing this week. I'm looking forward to doing years of this show afterwards, you know. Oh, I also have to ask you again, please donate to the show. I get so few donations, and that really is what makes and breaks this show. Individual $2 donations. I'd like to get more. I'd like you to sign up for the Insiders Club at $10 a month. You get a bumper sticker, and you get the Friday show. But all I ask is a $2 donation to keep this show. You never miss it. Comes out of your credit card once a month, and you never miss it. Or if you don't feel like signing up for $2 a month, a donation right on our website at libertyneversleeps.com. You just click on the PayPal button, sign up, and whatever amount you can afford to donate, that would be great. Because all of it is used to do what you see or hear with the nice higher definition cameras. By the way, Cox Cable came out. Fantastic service. 
they had to rebuild. We had a problem with actually the box on the side of the house, outside the house, and they had to rebuild it. But they fixed it. It's working perfectly. Anyway, we're out of time for today. Take care, folks. Have a good one.